want to talk to you from this thought today. This is why you're not receiving your miracle. This is why you're not receiving your miracle. You know, I, I think about kids and they're, they're always asking their parents questions. If you have kids, you know this. They're, they're always asking you questions or they're asking you for something. I remember when my kids were, were, were little, you know, we would go into the grocery store and they had to ask for stuff. Can I have some candy? Can I have some gum? Oh, and goodness, take them down the toy aisle. Who knows what I'm talking about? Can I have that toy? Can I have this toy? Can I have that toy? They're always asking for something. I can remember we'd get in the car, going to see Tiffany's family in Nebraska, about a six-hour drive. We would be in the car about 10 minutes, and one of the kids would ask, we almost there? How much longer? Six hours. We just got started. Kids are always asking questions. Kids ask questions. Do I have to eat my vegetables? Yes, all of them. Why? Because they're healthy for your body. Well, why aren't they healthy for my body? Because they give you vitamins. What are vitamins? Why do I need vitamins? Do chocolate chip cookies have vitamins? Stop asking me questions. Come on, parents. You know what I'm talking about. Kids love asking questions. Kids will ask you, when I turn four, what happens to my three? Why can't I see my eyes? Does my blue look the same to everyone else as it does to me? Or could my blue be your red? Kids ask you some crazy stuff. Does the letter W start with D? How do people fit in this television, Daddy? How do they fit in the television? Daddy, why do you say hang up the phone? Because I'm over 40. Don't, don't know better. Come on, anybody over 40 talking about hang up the phone? Because you're old. It's what, that's, your, that's your problem. We don't hang up the phone anymore. Still talking about hang up the phone. Huh? A little girl asked her mama, Mama, what are you putting on your face? She said, makeup, honey. She said, why do you do that? It helps me look less tired. The little girl said, well, are you done? Yes. <laughs> mama, you need some more. You still look really tired. <laughs> kids, uh, ki hey, kids. Daddy, can you sleep in my bed so I can sleep in your bed? Daddy, I, I, listen, Mama, Dad, I don't want a baby brother. Can you put it back and give me a sister? Come on, kids. That's kids for you. They'll ask some questions. And it just seems that the older people get that they lose their willingness to ask. That's what I want to talk to you about today. It seems like when we grow up and become adults, we lose our asking. Let me give a quick review. Last week, we started this brand new series called Miracles. Nothing is too hard for God. And we learned last week that there's only one common denominator to receive a miracle. There are over 160 miracles in the Bible, and there's only one common denominator. We, we learned last week to receive a miracle, the one thing you need is a need. If you missed that message, get on YouTube and watch the message. We talked about if you have a need, you are a candidate for a miracle. Your need attracts the power of God. Now, if you have a need, here's the second thing you need to do to receive a miracle. You need to ask. You need to ask. Here's the key verse for today, James chapter number 4 and verse number 2. It says, you desire but do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. Here it goes. You do not have because you do not ask God. 
There are many people who have not experienced a miracle, a healing, a breakthrough because they do not ask God. It's not that God is not willing or able, but because they haven't asked. One of life's greatest tragedies are not the prayers that go unanswered, but the prayers that go unasked. And many of you are wondering why you're not seeing God meet your need. Why you're not experiencing the breakthrough, the miracle, the healing. You have not because you ask not. Church, you have to ask God. And here, here's the question that we need to address right up front is why don't people ask God? Let me give you five reasons we don't ask God. All of my note takers, take some notes real quick. I want to help you. Why don't people ask God? Because they believe God already knows my needs. I don't need to ask God. Some people don't ask because they, they say, well, I don't think it's necessary to ask God. God already knows what I need, and he'll meet my need if he wants to. And it's true that God knows what you need before you ask. The Bible says that in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 8, it says, Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So God knows what you need before you ask him, but you have to ask God because your asking is an invitation for God to work in your life. You're also, when you ask, it changes your outlook before it ever changes your outcome. You see, when you ask God, it shifts your attention from you and your problem to God. You're acknowledging your dependence on the Lord. When you ask, you're placing your trust in him. You're inviting God to work in your life. You're in God, inviting God to work in your situation. You've got to ask. That's why Jesus said in John 16, verse 24, until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. So church... Ask, and then you will receive. Your asking is an invitation for God to work in your life. Here's, here's a second reason. You don't believe God will help you. People don't ask because they don't believe God will help them. And some of you aren't asking God because you doubt that God wants to work in your life. You believe God still does miracles. Some of you are like, yeah, past, pastor, pastor, I believe God does miracles. But you doubt that God wants to do a miracle for you. So you don't ask because of unbelief. And unbelief can hinder you from receiving a miracle from God. The Bible says this in Mark chapter number 6, verse number 5 and 6. And because of their unbelief, he could not do many miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed. Jesus was amazed. At their unbelief. Is your unbelief stopping you from asking God so you're missing out on miracle after miracle? In this series, I'm excited because I believe we're going to see God raise your unbelief is going to go decrease and belief is going to increase. We're going to see faith in God and belief in God increase in this place throughout this series. I'm excited to watch your belief in the power of God to grow throughout this series. Here's, here's, a, here's another reason why people don't ask God, and that is because of pride. 
pride will keep you from asking God. Some of you are not asking God because pride is stopping you. Your self-sufficiency is robbing you of a miracle. The Bible talks about this king in, in the book of 2 Chronicles. It says something very interesting about King Asa in chapter 16, verse 12 and verse 13. It talks about in the 39th year of his reign when he was the king. It talks about how he was afflicted with a disease in his feet. And th though this, this disease was severe, it, this illness he had, he did not seek help from the Lord. He only went to physicians. Asa once served God. But he became so prideful, he would not even take his severe sickness to the Lord. He was going to physician and doctor after doctor, but would not go to God. Now, let me say this real quick. I'm all for going to the doctor. My family goes to the doctor and we take medicine when needed. I believe God uses doctors and medicines to be, to be a blessing to our lives. Asa's issue wasn't that he went to doctors. It was the fact that he allowed his pride to keep him from asking God for help. Question, question, question. Do you find yourself going to everybody with your problems except for God? Are you trying to be self-sufficient and make it without God? Is your pride keeping you from asking God for help? Here's another reason people don't ask God, and that is unworthy feelings. And some of you aren't asking God to give you a miracle because you feel unworthy. You know your sin. You know your mistakes. You know your weaknesses. And you struggle with feelings of guilt feelings of unworthiness, feelings of condemnation. And listen to this verse in Hebrews chapter number four, verse 15 and verse 16. It says, this high priest talking about Jesus of ours understands our weaknesses. He understands our weaknesses. For he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Listen, church, Jesus understands your weaknesses. He understands your testings. He understands your temptations because he faced all the same testings and temptations that we do. But Jesus never sinned. Listen, church, Jesus understands what you're going through. He understands your struggle. He understands your weaknesses. Church, here's what you got to do. Just ask God to forgive you of your sins and of your shortcomings. First John chapter 1 says, confess your sins to God. Just confess your sins. And he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Ask your gracious God to forgive you and cleanse you. And when you're a child of God, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Your sins have been forgiven. And then approach God's throne of grace boldly because God loves to answer your prayers. Church, I'm talking to someone right now. Stop allowing your feelings of shame and unworthiness to keep you from asking God to meet your needs. Let me help all of us out. None of us are worthy. All of our righteous acts are as filthy wrath. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, thank God for the blood. Thank God for forgiveness that only comes through Jesus Christ. 
He's the only one that's worthy. So stop hanging your head and start lifting your ask. Here's another reason we don't ask, and that is because of disappointment. Some of you have stopped asking God because of disappointment. And here's the raw reality. It can be very disappointing when you've prayed for something and you haven't seen any sign that God is at work in the situation. It can be very disappointing when you've prayed about a situation and it, and it just got worse and worse and worse. That can be discouraging. Some of you have prayed about a situation for years and nothing has happened. And you've become discouraged and disappointed and you stop praying. And you're wondering if God ever heard your prayers. Let me remind you of what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 and verse number one. It talks about Jesus as he was talking to his disciples about a parable and to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Jesus told his disciples to always pray and to never give up. People's church, just because the answer has been delayed doesn't mean it's been denied. You have to keep praying. Your job and your only job is to keep asking and do not give up. God's job is to answer the prayer. You keep doing your job and you leave God's job up to him. No matter how long you've been praying or you've been waiting, you've been seeking God, don't give up. Never stop praying. Never stop asking. You don't confuse your job with God's job. Your job, pray and ask. Well, Pastor, I've been praying and asking. Don't stop. Pray and ask. Pray and ask. Pray and ask. And then you leave God's job up to him his job is to answer your job is to ask why pastor why should I ask why should I ask why should I ask because asking is biblical and somebody today feels like well I don't I don't feel right about asking God to help me I don't feel right about asking God to heal me or to provide for me or to meet this need in my life. Pastor, I grew up in a home where we didn't ask for a lot of things. My parents always told me to stop all that asking, stop all that asking, stop all that asking. And I feel like I'm being selfish. I just don't feel right about asking. And let me give you some theology right now. If you don't ask God, you're disobeying God's word. Because Asking God is biblical. Mark chapter number 11, verse 24. Let me give you some theology. Let me just lay some scriptural foundation. Jesus said, therefore, I tell you, whatever you. That was kind of weak, church. Whatever you what? Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You ask and then you will receive. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Notice it doesn't say whatever you think. Whatever you process. Whatever you wonder about. Whatever you stress out about. No, no, no. It says what you will receive whatever you Ask because asking is biblical. If you have not received it yet, you need to keep asking. Matthew chapter 7, verse number 11. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You ask and then you 
receive. Matthew chapter 9, verse 38, ask the Lord, ask the Lord, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. If we want to see God send a revival, if we want a great awakening to happen in Oklahoma, Indianapolis, our nation, our world, we have to ask God to send more workers into the harvest field. Church complaining won't cause a revival. Getting on social media, talking bad about the wickedness and evil in our world won't cause an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We have to ask. We have to pray. We have to pray for God to, to send more Christians out into this world and Christians would share their faith at work and school. You got to pray for that. Pray for your lost son, your lost daughter, your lost family member, your lost friend, your lost co-worker to be saved. Pray for the people you're going to invite to the kids carnival next week that they will say yes to your invitation. They'll come to church and their life will be changed by the power of God. You got to ask. You got to ask. You got to ask Matthew chapter 18 verse 19 again. Truly I tell you that if two or three of you on earth agree again about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Not think, not process, not wonder, not stress out about, but ask. The greatest tragedy in life are the prayers, not the prayers that go unanswered, but the prayers that go unasked. You have to ask. Asking is biblical. Just look at your neighbor and say, I think this guy might read another scripture. That's what I think. Yeah, I think this guy seems to like the Bible a whole lot. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds the the one who knocks, the door will be open. This verse is literally telling us to ask and to keep on asking. If you have not received your answer, Jesus says to ask and to keep on asking. Keep on praying. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. Ask, 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 ask. Pray, 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 pray. And when you pray and when you ask, number three, ask with right motives. Here's what the verse says, James chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. He says, when you ask, when you're asking God, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity, enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Here's what James is saying, church. Before we ask, check your motives. We got to check our motives before we ask because wrong motives will hinder us from receiving from God. Some of your prayers are not being answered because you have wrong motives. Let me give you two wrong motives. Two wrong motives. Motivated by selfishness and worldliness. James says people ask so they can spend what they get on themselves. He's talking about praying with selfish motives. He also says friendship with the world means enmity against God. Right here he's talking about worldly motives. You have to check your motives when you're asking God for something, and especially in the area of finances and material blessings. 
I really do think most of us have right motives when we're asking God for healing in our body, healing in our mind, healing in our emotions. But when you ask God to give your enemies hemorrhoids, God give their feet gout, Lord let them lose all their teeth, let all their teeth fall out, you got wrong motives. When you're asking God for material possessions and blessings so you can impress people, so you can compete with people, wrong motives. And James is teaching us, check your motives when you're asking God. He gives a second wrong motive, and that is motivated by your will, your will. And James is really exposing the root of people's selfish and worldly motives, and that is people want their will not God's will. In church, God doesn't answer prayers that are outside of his will. So check your motives. The Bible says this in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If you want your prayers to be heard, to be answered, you have to pray prayers that are in alignment with God's will. Well, pastor, how do I know God's will? Read God's word. God's word is God's will. God's word is his will. You got to read God's word. That's why you got to come to church. That's why we have the four-week challenge. To challenge people, be in church. Come to church every Sunday. Why? So you hear the preaching of God's word. Get in a small group with other Christians. Get in a small group. Why? So you can hear other people talking about the things of God and talking about the word of God. Because God's word is God's will. The Bible says to live holy. So what do we do? We pray for that we would be delivered from sin and addictions and bondage. God's word says he wants us to have peace. So we pray for peace in our hearts, peace in our mind, peace in our relationships. God's word says he wants everyone to be saved. So we pray for lost friends and family members and co-workers to be saved. We pray for the lost to know Jesus Christ. God's word says he is a healer and by the stripes that Jesus took on his backs, we are healed. So we pray for healing for our bodies, for our minds, for our emotions. We pray God's word because God God's word is God's will. God's word says to get water baptized after you're saved. You don't need to pray about that. You just need to obey God's word. I had to just throw that in there because some things you don't need to pray about. You need to be obedient to God's word. So if you're a Christian today, you're giving your life to Jesus Christ, you need to get water baptized today. Pastor, I'm praying about it. I, you don't need to pray about it. Nothing, there's nothing to pray about. It's, it's obedience, right? So today, after this service, I want you to go get some clothes at the baptismal table. We got shirts, shorts, hair nets, towels, everything you need. And get water baptized in the next service or after the last service. Get water baptized. Go public with your faith. Be obedient to God so that you'll be in the will of God. Listen, church, how do we get our prayers answered? Check our motives because we got to pray prayers that are in the will of God. So we got to know the word of God. Here's the last thought I want to give you today, and that is Ask with faith. Ask with faith. When you ask God for a miracle, ask God in faith. Having faith. Come on, every location, shout faith. Amen. Having faith is key to receiving a miracle.
Let me just do a little biblical groundwork here. I just want you to see how important it is to have faith to receive a miracle. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 5. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. Faith is key to experiencing the miraculous. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 11. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she conceived considered him faithful who made the promise Sarah got pregnant at an old age and had a baby how by faith Hebrews chapter 11 verse 29 by what church by faith the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land but when the Egyptians tried to do so they were drowned the Israelites saw the water parted by faith Matthew chapter 9 verse 10 some men brought to him a paralyzed man laying, laying on a mat when Jesus saw their faith he said to them take heart your sins have been forgiven and Jesus healed this man Matthew chapter 9 verse 22 Jesus turned and saw her take heart daughter he said your faith has healed you and the woman was healed at that very moment Jesus healed this woman's blood issue because of her faith Matthew chapter 9 verse 29 then he touched their eyes he said according to your faith let it be done to you. And blinded eyes were opened by faith. Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 28. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Mark chapter 10 verse 52. God, go said Jesus, your, your faith has healed you. Mark chapter number 10 and Acts chapter 14 verse number 9. It says he listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him and he saw that he had, wow, he had faith to be healed. Church, having faith is key to receiving a miracle. You say, Pastor, what is faith? Pastor, I need a miracle. Do I have faith? If I don't, how do I get it? If I got it, how can my faith grow? Pastor, I need a miracle. How do I have faith? I'm going to teach you that next Sunday, so don't miss church next Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to teach you next Sunday. We're going to learn about faith, how to give faith, how to get your faith to grow. We're going to learn about it next. Don't, don't miss next Sunday. A quick review, a quick review, a quick review, a quick review. You don't receive a miracle because you don't ask God. God already knows my needs. People don't ask God because they think he knows my needs. You don't believe God will help you because of pride, because of unworthy feelings, because of disappointment. Number two, asking is biblical. It's biblical. It's biblical. Ask with right motives. Ask with right motives. Ask with faith because the greatest tragedy in life are not the prayers that go unanswered, but the prayers that go unasked. Lord, thanks for your word today. Thanks for speaking to us. Have your way in these moments. I thank you right now. You're drawing people to you. People are going to give their life to Jesus right now. And I give you praise for what you're doing. Let faith arise for the greatest miracle of all, salvation, the forgiveness of sins. 
in Jesus' name. I pray that eyes are closed and heads are bowed at every location you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're here and you're far from God. You're here, you're not right with God. Maybe you're like Asa, you're full of pride. You drifted away from the things of God. You're looking at your life, you're looking at your sin, you're looking at how you've been living, and you know you're not right with God. You need to commit your life to God. Some of you need to rededicate your life to the Lord today, today, today. This is your moment, this is your moment, this is your moment. As I count the three, if that's you, you want your sins forgiven, you want to be made right with God. Listen, today, Today is the day for you to say yes to Jesus. As I count to three, every location, shoot your hand up high. I'm going to lead you in a prayer to have your sins forgiven by a great, awesome, and mighty God. One, two, three. Just lift it high. Say, Pastor, that's me today. I want to give my life to Christ. I see your hand. Others today, see your hand. Come on, Midwest City. I see your hand. Come on, Northwest Indianapolis. Come on, Mabel Bassett. Come on, there at the Edmond location. Just lift the hand high. Is there somebody else? See your hand there. I see your hand there. Others today, just lift it high. So awesome what God is doing. Is there somebody else today? Today is your day. Today is your day to be made right with God. Is there someone else? That's it. That's it. I see your hand there. Others today. I see your hand there. Others today. I'm going to ask every hand that's lifted to pray this prayer with me. Confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. God's going to wash away your sins. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, I turn away from sin and I turn my life over to Jesus Christ. I confess today Jesus is my Lord and my Savior and I'm going to live for Jesus the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.